Welcome everybody to another exciting episode of Legends in the Dark. Follow your spirit and upon this charge cry God and Harry, England and St. George. Is that St. Crispin's speech? Sherlock Holmes. Oh, Sherlock Holmes, okay. My name is Jay. And I'm Leslie. How are you doing, Leslie? Not bad, not bad. Just, uh... I don't know. I'm I'm really looking forward to podcasting. I know we haven't podcasted as much lately because we've both been busy with a lot our lives. But I'll admit, I really miss our creepy stories. But I, we're gonna podcast the f out of this. <laughs> no, like seriously, I was at work and I was at lunch and I was talking to one of my coworkers because he's gonna start his own podcast. And Who's I'm, starting a podcast? I know, and he asked me for some advice, and so the we were talking about full it. Of copycats. No, he's not even going to do it. It's actually I forgot what he said his name was going to be. Well, I'll give him a shout out when when he gets all set up. But he um, and I were talking about it, and then someone asked me about my podcast, and we were talking about. I said it's uh, you know about creepy stories, and all of a sudden everyone started talking about creepy stories, and I'm like, I didn't know you were into that, and oh, did you hear about this? And oh, did you hear about this lake? Is <laughs> sounds like it's a lifestyle choice or something. I didn't know you were into that kind of thing. I know, right? So it's really funny. So I was tell, I was like, get my phone out, and I'm like writing down all these places, and. I'm researching these legends, and I'm like, oh, you know, it's we always keep doing the creepy ones. I want to do like a fun one, or, and then I told you tonight, I'm like, I really want to be creeped out. Like I haven't, I the Skinwalker Ranch series that we got done with last week or a couple weeks, it's it's an interesting story, but I'm not too creeped out by it. It's not yeah. like that episode I still remember, the Dark Watchers. That was the episode where you told me that legend, and I forgot what episode number it is. It's like number 20 or something. To, to this day, the only episode I think you've managed to creep me out with was the Mirror Men. Oh, yeah, which was on another podcast that people keep seeing these three men dressed exactly alike, moving with exactly, yeah, with almost frog faces. And you went home and you said you had to go to a friend's house. The Dark Watchers, I was so creeped out. You left. Chris was not home. And I called you. And I said, I said, are you still outside? Because I'm hearing things in my house. And I'm freaked out. <laughs> I remember I was like going to go take a shower. I'm like, no, that's cool. I'm just going to go lock myself in. Come join us on the other side. What movie did that? And they did it really creepy. I and mean, to this day, I can't remember it now, but... I think it was... so much better over here. No, no, it was not a movie. It was a show. It was Quantum Leap. My favorite episode of Quantum Leap has when he jumps into a paranormal investigator and he's investigating this woman's claims that her husband who died while fishing on the lake and he drowned but the body was never found. And they had this really great special effect where she would hear his voice calling to her. And it's just like, it was like, uh, Christina, come find me. And it was just one of these things where it's like, okay, that's the creepiest voice the ever. Cookies are on the top shelf. <laughs> but no, that was the Dark Watcher episode when you told us about, told the viewers or the listeners and I about that those uh that legend and i remember that was the only one then when chris came home i was like i'm so glad you're home 
Jay told me a really scary story. <laughs> Which is really funny because the Dark Watchers, they don't even do anything. They just kind of stand there and They look. stand there and watch you. What is more creepy than that? Probably if they came down and did something to you, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Start beating you with their, with their massive walking sticks that they seem to carry around with them. <laughs> Anyway, so tonight I want to be creeped out and we decided to have like another theme and we've already done one episode like this and I can't wait to do another, but tonight we're doing game night. <laughs> game night. So we're going to do scary games, scary things to do by yourself kind of thing. I think we're going to try to do two because there are, some of them are really short. Like one of mine is not even half a page. It's, it's I wrote it out and I'm like, oh, this is a really easy game. Again, don't do these at home. We're not advocating anyone to try these. Or no, no, no. Don't be yeah. an idiot. Don't, don't try this at home. <laughs> I will mock you incessantly if I find out that anybody had done this at home. It's it's kind of like when I was telling you, like, oh, should we do these games? Like, you know, like, should we do the Ouija board stories? Or should we do Bloody Mary? And you're all like, oh, everyone kind of does those. It's kind of... Everyone talks about them, and and I was like, yeah, but I guess we shouldn't do the ones that we're we're not really going to do because we were talking about how like when we were younger, we never really went to sleepovers and did those games. We, we talked about how lame our childhoods were. <laughs> like I didn't have any friends. Did you? No. No. So, okay. Yeah. That's why I talked to one person, one other person in a room, to a bunch of faceless, nameless people out in the ether. The ether. That's right. Hello, about. nameless, faceless, faceless people out in the <laughs> But, yeah, so tonight we're going to do the scary games again, which, oh, I, I, I like that you and I picked the exact same one. And I'm I really, got to do it. Yeah, you got to do it because I think you'll do the pronunciation. So I can't wait until everyone All listens to it. All those years of watching anime finally pay off. <laughs> okay, so I'm going first tonight? Yep. So the first one I want to do is again do not do this Mm-mm. is the shoebox telephone game don't do it so my sources on this is ghostofthemachine.com and bestlife.com it says on he was the ghostofthemachine.com has everything that you need to start this game and is this could be done with only one person and what you'll need is a quote-unquote phone booth so basically an area where it's undisturbed and it will say it needs to be enclosed and so they suggest like a closet. And then you need a paper cup, a shoe box, two to four foot length of thread, one needle, one, and they call it a power object. And this is an object. So basically the, the thought of this is you're going to contact someone who's passed on. This is something that would be attributed to the person. I, I kind of think of it as a trigger object. Like a totem? A little bit. It's kind of like if you passed on... And I wanted to try to contact you. What would I use? Maybe a picture of you, I guess, or some object that, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Viewers doing finger guns. Yeah, Jay doing finger guns. I like how you like even posed. I'm like, no one can see you but me. I could take a picture right now. <laughs> Put that on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the cheesy grin too. But it was saying a power object. A sheet of paper, a pen, and scissors. So before bed, you turn off all electronics, your cell phone, your computers, your televisions, and you keep your lights on though. And then you wait for a time. So I I feel like this is talking about that you meditate. 
I'm paraphrasing this because this is what it says is then wait until the time is right. You'll know when. <laughs> already, I'm impatient person. So I'm already like. I'm just imagining, I forget if it was like the Simpsons or Family Guy or something. That somebody handed him a banana and they say, when the time is right, you'll know what to do. Right. It's like, <laughs> he I just hate... throws it. Somebody's like. I, 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 I read that and I was like, you know, I would be so impatient that maybe either A, I would get chicken out and the time would never be right. Or B, I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to do this right now because I want to go to bed. Okay, so here's what you do. When the time is right, you take the pen and paper and you write to the person who you, you wish to speak to. You don't cross out anything. You don't make mistakes. I mean, I'm sorry. You, cro- you don't cross out anything. And even if you make mistakes, you don't correct them. You just write from the heart and you write this letter. You're being sincere about it. Once you're done, you take the uh, a thread and you needle it. You tie one end of thread to the power object or trigger object. And then with the needle, you get the paper cuff and you put the needle through and then tie it off at the bottom of the cup and you remove the needle. So I'm thinking like you ever play telephone when you're a kid with two cups or mm. two tin cans and a string. Yeah. So I'm thinking that that's what I'm seeing that in my head as a cup with the string attached to this object. Then you pick up the cup and you read your letter sincerely into the cup. Once you're done, you place the object, the letter in the shoe box with the thread coming out and you close the lid, but you don't seal it. You leave it in your phone booth or your closet with the paper cup standing on top of the shoe box. Now you set some scissors next to it and that'll come later. And then you want to wait for the phone to ring. And what they mean by the phone to ring is this is basically a signal to you that someone wants to talk to you or the person that you try to contact. And that you will know when they want to call you is when you dream of the person who you wrote to and then you'll wake up. And once you wake up, you don't say a word, you don't, uh, and you're ready to answer, you go to your phone booth, you don't turn on the light, you don't speak. <laughs> and then it also says you don't do the, the following. Do not proceed if you find the following. The shoebox is open or the paper cup is knocked over. You do not do anything but snap the thread by the hand or by scissors if you find those things. So if you find the lid off, if you find the cup off the off the shoebox. You just cut the cord. Cut the cord. So it kept saying to do it by hand first. If you can't do it by hand, then you snip it with the scissors. Now, if all is undisturbed, then you can proceed. You get into the phone booth and you close the door and you sit down. You try not to move and you try not to speak and make any noise. You put the cup to your ear. And some people it said, put your other hand over your other ear so you can listen. And you just listen. And basically, you're supposed to hear the person on the other end answering your letter. To end the call, it says that to hang up, close the shoebox shoe lid firmly and pull the thread until it snaps or use scissors. Do not allow the shoebox to open. So I'm thinking that like your hand is on top of the shoebox and you just pull the thread off the object until it snaps. What if you just like stomped the crap out of the shoebox? It's like guess it. I guess it depends on your power object. <laughs> like the power object was a marble. I'm gonna need to put a little force into this. Well, okay. Here's the thing. Do it says do not remove the shoebox, or I'm sorry, remove the shoebox to a safe location 
for several months. Do not allow it to open. Burn the paper cup. Finally, somebody does what I've been saying this whole time about these things. Always fire is the answer. Well, I wonder if you used a picture. Can you just, like, burn the whole thing? Was that, like, an important family photo album or something? It's the only photo of this relative that we have. But their kid, their teenage kid decided, I'm going to play the shoebox game. Oh, i got to burn the photo. <laughs> Maybe that's why he says not to do it. That's why you put... Knowing me, though, I'll totally re- like forget about it in a month and then come back. I'm like, hey, whose shoes is in here? Open it. Like, ah! <clears throat> they really say... And I'm, uh, well, you know, I'll just let you finish it. Oh, yeah, it's just a little paragraph. It says, additional notes. If the right time doesn't come, do not proceed. Try another night. Write your letter first before making the cup. If the ring from the cup doesn't come for four days, the person may not want to talk to you and you want to probably try another person, but don't keep doing this game over and over and over again because I guess it's dangerous. And this one didn't really have any more information. It says, do not dial a wrong number. (laughs) So it's saying that like, you know, because if you talk to someone else, it's dangerous. And I was like, well, how am but if I... you wrote specifically to one person, so how do you get a wrong number? Maybe if, like, you're you're trying to contact a famous person, if you, like, you know... I don't know. My question was, what did they say what the consequences are if everything... If something is disturbed and you still decide to kind of proceed with the game, like... I didn't see anything like that. They had a frequently asked question section that I didn't really... I went in a little bit, but it was really long. And I was like, mm, you know what? I'm just... <laughs> like, I felt like talking... I wanted to talk to Charlie Chaplin. So I did this whole game. Oh, something was disturbed. The cup was knocked over. I decided to proceed with the game. Charlie Chaplin's ghost came out and mauled me to death or something. Or know. it would be really, really good to be like... Like, it would be like an Amazon review. It'd be like, well, I play this game trying to um, contact Charlie Chaplin. Uh, I do not recommend contacting a silent film star. It was really... Uh, <laughs> it was a little bit of a letdown. Yeah, a little bit of a letdown. He's not quite as lovable a tramp as people like to think he is. And uh, I guess, like... Okay, so this game is interesting to me because it's kind of one of these, like, oh, I want to I wanna try to reach out. And it's kind of like a Ouija board story mm-hmm. that I feel. So I think it's the same kind of thing that you're basically opening yourself up to inviting someone in. And that's why it's like, okay, you're inviting them in through this object... So if you get a wrong number, quote unquote, and something tries to come in pretending to be this person, then that's dangerous. And again, don't do this. Um, we're talking about it because it's a creepy game, which I know we're kind of laughing through it. But when I was reading it, I was kind of like, you know, it'd be really creepy that I'm sitting here by myself in the dark in a closet. Talk, or maybe trying to talk to dead people. Yeah. Or maybe it's in a room that doesn't have um, windows or something. But basically... I'd be sitting here trying to listen to something. And what happens if it was weird things you were listening to through this cup? Like, I think that would freak me out. I think that would terrify me. It's kind of like... Well, the thing, yeah, same, what if it was something that was like you say, I wanted to contact, like, you know, my great aunt Petunia or something like that. And then, like, you know... You... Harry Potter's aunt? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so like you, you do this whole game and then you, you get something that sounds like your great aunt Petunia and it's talking about like how it's going to eat your skin and you know 
drag your soul to the deepest depths of hell or something. Yeah, and I don't know if I mentioned it. So it said to be quiet. Like, even if it asked you questions, don't talk. Because you've already said everything you wanted to say in your letter. Oh, so if it asks a question, it means it didn't read your letter. Or listen to it. Or listen to it. It's just a open door. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I do believe that you can, with portals and doors, that there is something that if you mess with, you can open yourself up either... In your mind or in your present or... No, no, no. Like, if you open yourself up and let stuff in, I mean, it's stuff can come through in a sense of, like, people say that, like, hey, I want to be more positive. I want to get all the toxic people in my life. I want to be more positive. I mean, that's just another way of letting stuff in and letting stuff out. I mean, people think it's, like, this whole spiritual, like, I'm going to put myself in here. I'm like, it should just be saying, hey, you know what? I'm not going to be so negative in my life. They basically would say, like, in any movie you ever watch where they try to contact the dead or something, it never goes well. All right, yeah. There's always something comes through, and they and then some person who was warning them from the beginning say like, it's like, you know, you could have opened the door. You didn't know what else has come through. In my really bad Scottish accent. I like just that that was the accent you went with. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm just waiting for you to do like a Star Trek, like, Scotty, I need more power for this portal. <laughs> Scotty, we need to contact my great uncle Jacob. I need to know what he did with the quote unquote shoebox. <laughs> uh, I will really see myself as like putting this thing in a closet and somehow this cat, my neighbor's cat, get in there. <laughs> just knocks everything over. I did. I tell you, I don't, I know I told you this story, but I haven't told the listeners. So like, we have a loft and you know, even though we moved in six months ago, we still have boxes that are un, not unpacked. And Chris had one up in the lobby and he heard, or in the loft and he heard like stuff, like he heard noises up there. So he's like, what's up there? So he goes up there and there's Oreo and he says, he's never seen a cat do this. He's on his hind legs and he's in the box and his arms are stretched in a box and he's pulling stuff out between his paws, looking at it and then putting it outside of the box. And then he's going back in and he lifts something else up and then he puts it back in the box like he doesn't want it. Like he's basically like Chris calls him the land otter because he's just mm. like, it's... No, that's, that's like one of the things the cat's going to look at. She goes, this is indeed a disturbing universe. <laughs> but the cat is funny when he does this little like pause and he's lifting up like even tonight you said like he was trying to wrap his paw around your finger no like i had i had a pen and i was like putting it in the center of his paw and he was just kind of like gripping on it i'm like you weird you're a weird cat <laughs> anyway that's a weird game people shouldn't play it don't play it anybody yeah seriously you're, you're fools but i'm not gonna lie i'm totally going to youtube and see if anyone played it because <laughs> i watched that that um Shane, I think his, his YouTube channel is called, just called Shane, and he had for a while, and him, him and his friends played all these different games, because he supposed to lived in a haunted house, and nothing, you know, nothing really ever happened, but um, he got freaked out on one of them, and I can't remember what it is, but he know. did the, the Queen Mary, mm. that episode, that and the Cryptid hunt, Hunter, who <laughs> actually said hi to me on Instagram, so hi Cryptid Hunter. He, um, they went to the Queen Mary and they got some weird stuff. Crypto Hunter got a little girl saying hello when he was walking through the halls. Little kid, little kid ghosts are very talkative. Oh, like, so creepy too. Maybe they yeah. know they're creepy. Come play with us, Danny. 
like, hello, is it me you're looking for? Oh my god. If I ever become back from a if I ever come back as a Victorian little girl ghost, that is what I'm gonna sing. And they're I'm just gonna mess up a paranormal investigator because they're like, well, she's dressed in Victorian wear. But she's singing a song <laughs> from so the eighties. Is it the eighties? I think something. No, it'd be even weirder. You're dressed in Victoria, and then you start singing Adele or something. <laughs> Skyfall. She's like singing like one of the coolest Bond songs ever. But she's dressed as a Victorian. <laughs> oh she's dressed like a Victorian, a little Victorian girl, but she's clearly in her thirties. So. <laughs> Something off there too. Like, don't worry, girl. You just do you. <laughs> anyway, what was I saying? <laughs> we keep on subject. Well, we were talking about land otters and. Oh no, it's your turn to do. Oh, Queen Mary. Oh, Queen Mary, oh, Queen Mary yeah. and and Shane. He did. Um, they did like an EVP session and stuff, and they got voice too. So, like, there's there's just some YouTubers that I like watching because I don't think they fake anything. Hmm. And there's ones that, of course, they do. But I will admit, I think I'll see if anyone did these. Okay, so who, who are you? What game are you doing? So I'm doing the fortune game, or Sujiura. Mm -hmm. Good, good, good good my pronunciation or good you're just excited to hear about the story i am super excited i only got like two sentences into this game and i said hey i want to do this game but i can't pronounce the name how do you say and i said the name and i'm because I'm, I'm not saying it because I, I know i mess up and you're like oh yeah i'm doing it right now i'm, I'm writing it down i'm like yes i'm not going to read it then so i honestly don't know what this game is i just saw the word crossroads so anyways this is a Japanese fortune-telling game that is in ancient folklore has been practiced for centuries. Centuries. I think I could find it on YouTube. Probably. <laughs> All that's needed is a comb, regular household comb, something to cover your face, and a crossroads. And for those people who for some reason or another have no idea what a crossroads is, it's the intersection between two streets. Or two roads. So it does it have to be like a, a vacant one or... It doesn't really specify it has to be vacant. but Like I got crossroads right out here, but it's but these, pretty busy. But these things like says, okay, well, this thing started by walking out to the crossroads just after dark. Oh, Twilight, that is creepier. Twilight. Either alone, which would be foolish, or with a friend. Misery does love company. <laughs> Stand near the center of the crossroads and make the comb speak by running your fingers across the teeth. Oh, did not you? Yep. Repeat these three lines. Again, we're not advocating to do this. Sujiura, Sujiura, grant me a true response. Conceal your face and wait until someone approaches. If nobody comes or you are approached by a friend or someone you know, your request has been denied by the spirit realm. If a stranger walks over, without revealing your identity, politely ask them to tell you your fortune. Listen quietly when they have finished and disappeared back into the night. Which is also very creepy. It'd be so creepy to do this like if it's foggy. I would do this early in the morning. Walk home with your newfound knowledge, whether it be good news or horrific news. 
Was the stranger a dead relative or possibly a messenger from beyond? You said this has been done centuries? For centuries. Supposedly. Does, does it say anything how accurate it is? I've it says absolutely nothing. It's like, I don't even know. We should start going on Reddit and seeing if anyone's reported these oh, ones. God. Like the No Man. Sleep Reddit. I know people Man. reported like the games and what they experience. I can't have much information about that customer's secret illegal account. Oh crap. I shouldn't have said it was a customer. Oh crap. I shouldn't have said it was a secret. Oh crap! I certainly shouldn't have said it was illegal. Uh, oh, it's too hot. It's too hot today. That one I know is The Simpsons. Chris yeah. does that all the time. <laughs> well, that was the fortune game. Well, you got two, right? I have two. Yeah. Okay, you go now. You go again, and okay. then I'll do mine because mine's super short. This mine one, take yeah, long. this one's even shorter than my other one. All right. This is called the Midnight Game. Ooh, okay. I don't think I've heard about this one. This game is apparently based on an old pagan ritual that was used to punish lawbreakers. When? I don't know. I didn't say. <laughs> I love how... It has about as much information as any of these other games do. Suppose it was based on a pagan ritual <laughs> that was meant to make dogs feel bad about themselves. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. That, like, this is why I love legends and folklore. It's just because, like, well, where did it come from? I don't know. <laughs> Some crazy person back in, like, the 1600s. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You are to write your full name. And, yes, we mean first, middle, and last. Doesn't matter how many hyphens you've got in there or how many different surnames you have. On a piece of paper and place it in, the, in front of a wooden door. I cannot stress this enough. Wooden door. If you have pyrite, you are going in the wrong direction. Also, no steel security doors. If you're just you're just SOL. Sounds like this is like a game for house hunters. <laughs> <laughs> Love it or list it. Light a candle and place it on top of the paper. Wait until just before midnight, then knock on the door twenty-two times. Really? Twenty-two times. Timing is so that your final knock happens exactly at the stroke of midnight. I don't know how you would make this work. You would have to have some severe OCD to make this go, make that go through. Unless you could do, like, if you time yourself and see how long it takes. Like, it takes you 45 seconds, so you so do like it. every single night, you're just like, hold on, let me just hold knock on Let me, let me just knock this real fast. Let me knock. Ghost. Just let me knock this out. Yeah, right. Yeah. I like yours better. Okay, so okay, so you knock 22 times. At the stroke of midnight, then blow out the candle and open the door. Okay. You know what you've just done, Leslie? Let something in? You've just released the Midnight Man into the world. There's a supernatural creature that will hunt you for the next three and a half hours. Just you? Just you. Okay, so... Because you were the idiot who blew the candle out. <laughs> okay, so you have to hide from him. Yes, yeah, so you have to walk around your house with a candle, with a lit candle. So you have to relight the candle. Yes, until 3.33 a.m., which is when the Midnight Man supposedly disappears from this realm and try to not get caught. If the candle blows out, that means it's close. If you can't get it relit, you must surround yourself with salt. If you don't get the salt shaker in time, the Midnight Man finds you a little unclear what happens after that, but I'm guessing it probably like steals your soul or kills you or something. 
is creepy though because if you ever kind of go around your house at night like oh i'm just going to like <clears throat> go to the restroom and you're going in the dark like maybe we have a nightlight on or something in the hallway but candlelight oh man that'd be creepy with shadows and stuff and just imagine you're like you're hiding you're trying you're hiding in the dark you're like haha this is a fun game do 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 and then you just hear Oreo? Lebowski? Oh, that's creepy. Like, seriously, because if you... Okay, my house is pretty big because it's enough to... For, you know, me, my husband, and my <clears throat> mother-in-law. If I hear stuff... His friends came over the other night. We were all talking. And we were talking about the house. And, I mean, there's little things, weird things that happen. But nothing really, like, big. I don't think my house is haunted or anything like that. But Chris said one night he was sleeping and he heard a weird sound, like a bang. And he thought it was the dog. He's like, no, the dog's sitting right there. He says, oh, it was probably the cat. Because we have a magnet on the dog door. And when they come in, it swings out. But then it swings back real fast and stops because of the magnet. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's kind of a jarring sound. If you, were not, if you don't know when it's coming. So he thought it was that. And then he realized the cat was in bed with us. And I said, you know what it is that we're not used to? It's the ice machine. It's always the ice machine. Because I heard it the other night when I was alone. But still, it's one of those things where, you know, in a new house, we're still getting used to the sounds and listening to the house. And it's settling. Oh, so yeah. I can't imagine being midnight with a candle walking around my own house for three hours. Yeah, it's like you're in a completely different environment. You don't even know it. Yeah. Oh, that'd be creepy. And then if, every, if, if it was even true... Like, it'd be even worse. Like, you're sitting there, like I said, you're sitting there thinking, oh, this is fun. Ha, 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 ha. What a larf. I'll, like, you know, like, you know, talk about this at school tomorrow or something like that. You know, this is me. I seriously get so, like, creeped out with that stuff. Like, every time Chris goes out of town, I choose that afternoon to either read something about true crime. Like, this last time he was out of town, I was listening to a podcast about the Zodiac for, like, three hours at work and then on my way home, and I realized, oh, great, I am home alone. <laughs> last time I read Michelle McNamara's book where and a bird, like, flew into my um, glass pipe window in the bathroom, and I tossed popcorn in the air because it scared me so bad. So I can imagine what I would do at midnight. I, I would probably be going to the neighbor's house and be like, hi, can I stay here for three hours? Don't blow out the candle. <laughs> You're like going over to the neighbor's house and it's windy outside. <sighs> Uh-oh. I, I released the midnight man. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> I shouldn't have blown out the candle. Oh, crap. <laughs> shouldn't have forgotten the salt shaker. Oh, crap. I certainly shouldn't have played this game. <laughs> the oh, midnight my. man game. It's, it's too creepy tonight. <laughs> Nice. That was nicely done, sir. Okay, so my last one is called The Dark Reflection Ritual. Oh. Same source, bestlife.com. Do not do. Don't recommend. Mm. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. So this one says you want to find an old mirror. One that you don't mind breaking. You take a long look into the mirror, concentrating on yourself. Then you slowly breathe on the mirror until it fog slightly fogs it. <sighs> Basically, you could do this alone, so you could do it on your own. Or if you do it on with a group of people, everyone breathes on the mirror. Sounds unhygienic, but go on. <laughs> then you light a candle, 
and you hold it against the mirror, burning it slightly. Does this mean that you're burning the mirror or like... Burning the mirror. Can you burn a mirror? I think it means just kind of like turning it black, like the soot, like, Uh, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you smash the mirror with your foot. Mazel tov. Exactly. This will release negative energy, which will follow you for 48 hours. And why would you want to do that, do you ask? If you can outsmart it, this evil spirits and the negative energy, an example they use that some people said that you can hide from ghosts by holding your breath, which, okay, I've never heard that. People but... in movies would love that information. Okay, so if you hold your breath, that's, that's basically an example. So if you outsmart this negative energy, your reward will be a full year of limitless good luck. Man, only one year? You're literally, That's what I said. You're literally like risking your life at the, for this thing. That's what I said. Like even in the article, it was one of those, those things where like if you could survive the night. I'm like what does that mean? What's he going to be trying to do to me? I know. Like is it going like do I want to get in my car? Do I, like I don't want. Like does this negative energy follow me around and like you know cause bad things to happen? Not directly to me, but like around me like oh yeah well like what would i think oh here and look i had questions i said okay here's the questions i have one like, like get in the car and accidentally run over my dog or something oh my god don't even say that that's the saddest thing like seriously i would not do that wait um what do you do with the broken mirror so like you know usually with these types of rituals you always have to have like you know you bury the mirror you put it in a white handkerchief again uh, i guess what you just toss it out can it just hold my negative energy and not break it like if i'm put like how it has negative energy if i'm putting my life force in it like yeah does that mean that i it, already had negative energy in me exactly another question i had uh limitless luck if i survive the 48 hours what happens to at the end of the one year it seems kind of <laughs> weird that it only takes like hey for 365 days of good luck limitless luck just gotta survive this 48 hours like you said it's like what the heck are you gonna do in this next 48 hours to me right also there's another good question once the 365 days of limitless good luck is it is has the negative has the bad luck been building up like a tidal wave and now it's going to just come crashing down on you seriously that was like my question like what happens like, man, after I, that like man in the, in the last year i became a millionaire a celebrity i you know i i i married I mean, I, yeah i'm engaged I, I'm to engaged this person this, whatever is and your then, life going to turn into a country song? <laughs> like you lost, at the end of that year. Yeah, like, you lost your husband, you lost your job, you lost your money. You're homeless now. You're like, you know, living in a van down by the river. But like, no, seriously, like it's, it, I, so I was reading this and I'm like, that is just creepy in itself into thinking about broken mirror. Cause I am superstitious. I don't like dealing with broken mirrors. Chris dropped a mirror and broke it. And I was like, <gasps> Like, I seriously was like, I'm not picking that up. It's like, a bazillion years bad luck. No, I know. And then I was watching something, I think it was Beyond Belief, where they were like, there was this story where if you don't clean up the mirror, you only have seven hours bad luck. I've never heard that, but then it, the story was true. Bad. Yeah, the, the story was true. What I liked, though, it was it was um, five friends, and they were so funny because there were five women. And it was so funny because I heard the woman's bad luck, quote unquote, in the little movie the little uh, reenactment was basically like she drops uh, paper towels and you know it gets dirty or something then like a small fire in the trash can you know pops up her hair dryer goes out one of the ladies said uh that's my tuesday <laughs> it's so true like, like oh you have such horrible luck oh, yeah. <laughs> right. let me tell you a story right 
So, yeah, so the 48 hours, I don't, like, that is kind of creepy. What I would probably do is just convince, I, I think I'll, like, Huckleberry Finn this and convince someone else to do it and then just see if I can, like, slide in with their good luck. Like, if they survive 40 hours. Curse you, Tom, or Tom Sawyer. This isn't as enjoyable as previously indicated. Okay, maybe it's uh, Tom Sawyer. I'm gonna pull a Tom Sawyer in this and convince someone else to do it and if they had the limitless luck maybe i can like rub off on it like mm. hey can you go ahead and pick some lottery numbers for me <laughs> give, me give me some of that how about you give me a little bit of that good luck <laughs> and what if you should have like, breathed on the mirror huh yeah, well, like who's a fool now <laughs> <laughs> like what if and what if the person you're doing it with is like your significant other or something do you automatically by proxy like get some of that good luck or Ooh, i wonder is it spread well, how about the bad luck? So, would you have to share in the bad luck too? So, like, I oh, don't know. Hey, I'm only, in the only, car with you, and like the tire goes out. So, only fifty percent like, bad luck for either person, or a hundred percent on one. Like, what happens if like your hmm. luck is just worse than mine? Hmm. So, like, your tire goes out, and my I, I I lose my leg in a horrific car accident. Yeah. Hmm. But then, in within a year, you get a good settlement. And you have that luminous luck again. I get a cybernetic leg replacement. Oh, man. I just... I'll be honest. Like, I'm joking about this and stuff, but all four of these stories or these games... One, don't do it. And I would probably never do it. I'm too chicken. I mean, even the other ones we talked about, the hide-and-seek alone and the elevator game, they're too creepy. Even... You could say that... You know, when we were looking up these games, they kept talking about that one, light as a feather, stiff as a board. Oh, yeah. I, I remember, like, someone talking about it one time, saying, like, oh, no, we did it, and it worked. Like, my, our friend, like, we were able to lift her. And I was like, how did it work? Like, I'm thinking, no, you're just pulling my leg. But, I mean, there is a certain thing of belief. So because I kind of believe in this stuff, I wouldn't want to accidentally do anything. It's like voodoo, right? You have to believe in it to make it work. It's what gives it its, give it, gives it its power. I think that's, that's a little... You know what? It's weird. I watch, I listened to this other podcast, and it had a, a guy who was a medium. I forgot his name. And he said something that really interests me, because they were talking about Ouija board, and, and they were talking about doing it. And, like, three of the people were talking about, like, doing this Ouija board, and the one friend was like, I'm not doing it. I don't want it in my house. And the medium was basically saying, like, the, the, the pros and cons, and he's basically saying, don't do it. And, and basically, they were saying, so because we don't believe in it, would it, would it work? And I think he said something like, sometimes that's even more of a draw because if you don't believe, I don't, and I don't know how much I believe of this, if you don't believe, it almost tries harder to make you believe. Or also, like, the, like if you don't believe, that means you don't have the proper respect to not let it get to you. Or yeah. to not attract, not do things that are going to attract it to you. If you don't know any better and you're just like, ah, this is going to be fun. And you're more likely to probably like bring something down on yourself than somebody who's like, no, I'm not going near that stuff. That's It's real. I'm not going to mess with it. Yeah, they're more cautious. So they're more, and they're, if something starts happening, you're more likely to say, listen, let's end this. Let's protect ourselves. Versus someone who's like, oh, let's keep going. This is awesome. It, like, you know, when you watch these YouTubers, I'm like, ooh, this is dangerous. I better not even watch this. Like, one of those guys is going to end up, like, missing. You know, honestly, sometimes when we talk about yeah. stories and stuff, I get nervous because I've heard, um, there's the other podcast I listen to, uh, and this is the last thing, and then we'll, we'll end it, but 
the other podcast I listen to, Astonishing Legends, and they cover, they've been on for like five years, four or five years, and they cover wide range of stories. Like they're really in depth and I enjoy their podcast, but sometimes they, they kind of go off on tangents, even worse than me. But they said something one time and it really did, and I forget which story they were doing, but he said they were doing an interview and they were talking about the same thing about like when you, your belief and like kind of letting stuff in. And even talking about it can let stuff in and you will know because it affects you or affects things. And he, uh, one of the hosts said, he said that the only thing that he was creeped out about at the time, because then stuff happened later that he got really creeped out. But at the time they covered a story and I can't remember what the story was. And it was the only time in their studio that they recorded and it didn't record and they lost the file and every time they tra- kept trying to like he said they were trying to email something or they were ha- just having so many problems with recording and it just makes me think about and the reason that i was thinking about that is because we had that problem last time of us recording and i'm all like okay that really i didn't want to freak you out but i was like that was really creepy that all of a sudden everything kind of died on my my laptop because i thought i lost my battery and I'm like, nope, full battery. Why did this just basically delete the recording? So, yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's interesting to talk about these games. Obviously, sometimes it's funny because, you know, I laugh. Sometimes the rules are silly. But yeah, but sometimes I laugh because it does creep me out too much. It's, it's silly, but... No. I'll, I'll the... be honest, the Midnight Man one, going around in the dark, it's just like the hide and hide seek alone. Mm-hmm. I was a kid who loved playing games in the dark. We played, you know, tag in the dark, hide and seek in the dark. Oh, yeah. I like, was those never... murder games where one person's murdered, turn off, and you feel a tap <clears> on your <throat> shoulder. You know, you have to guess who the murderer is. Always in the dark. I was never... I felt like I was never a kid who was scared of the dark when I was with other people. But when as I grow older, I don't know why, but I don't like the dark anymore. Because when you're a kid, you're not aware enough of things that can happen to you and they teach you that as you get yeah you know as you grow up say like the dark is bad like if you go out in the dark things can happen you know if you're walking around in the park during the day good walking around the park at the middle in the middle of the night with no lights on bad you know what you're so right and then you get they i never realized that that. yeah like you're you know, adults and things like that in your life, like as you grow up, they're the ones that they, it's kind of funny because they tell you, one, don't be afraid of the dark. Like say like, you know, oh, the lights are off in my bedroom or something like that. They say, oh, don't be afraid of the dark, blah, 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 whatever. But then they tell you, don't go to the park at night. It's, it's, it's like almost a contradiction. It's like, so this scenario is not bad, but this scenario, don't do it. Something horrible will happen to you. Which is weird because I think now I'm so into true crime versus when I was a kid, of course, that it scares me more being in the dark. I, I, I honestly am not afraid in the sense of ghosts, but when like Chris was gone, I made sure like every door is locked. I made sure like I, I'm putting stuff in front of doors. I, I'm more scared about someone breaking in. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah, versus, we, we, like, we, we if can't. I hear a, like if I hear a weird noise, I know Chris thinks this is, like, if I hear a weird noise, ooh, ghost. No. If I hear a weird noise, my first thing is, like, okay, did was that door locked? Was that 
did I check this when I came home? Like, I leave, like, Chris is funny because he says, why do you leave so many lights on when we come home? And I'm like, it's dark when I come home, and I'm coming home by myself, so I want lights on. So if I come in and the lights are off, because there's some lights where it's like, okay, these are two lights, so if they're both out, that's weird. If one's out, it might have been just a burnout bolt, but if both are out, I'm out here. Yeah. And it's, it's that fear that, you know... It's, it's something I can't stress enough personally that the scariest things that can happen in this lifetime, this world, is not the supernatural. It's what one person can do to another person. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like even, you know what's scary about the, the first story you did about the Crossroads one? Is if I'm standing alone, let's, let's say I'm on a deserted road with Crossroads, right? Mm-hmm. And a stranger comes out. So first of all, I'm in a deserted road, so there should be no one. And if someone comes up, that's scary because I wouldn't think, oh, this is someone telling me my fortune. I would honestly think, like, what is this person going to do? Yeah, because they're not, according to the game, this person's not just walking, just passing by. They're making a beeline right for you. And you're in the center, so it's it's not like this person is going to be walking through the center. They should be yeah, on the sidewalk. They're, they're, going, they're or, going out of their way to get to you. Yeah, so they are part of the game. That is the scariest part because I would be like, I mean, in my I laugh about it because it is funny to me if I just start yelling at strangers like, "What's my fortune? What's my fortune?" <laughs> but the thing is, is like. If you had a friend who, let's say you haven't seen, like, we have mutual friends I haven't seen in a couple months. If I did this game and all of a sudden our friend Rich comes or something, I'd be like, I haven't seen you in, like, a year. Like, what, what are you doing here? Right. That like, you, it's it's kind of... It's, it's still kind of a little bit weird because they, do, they don't really specify, like, is the person who comes up to you... Because let's say, like, let's say I go to, like, a crossroads that's, like, two states over. Right. Or something like that. And then all of a sudden, just like you said, like, I'm going to cross from doing this game. And then, like, you know, like, yeah, like, like you said, Rich comes around. I'm like, whoa, what are you doing in Wyoming? Oh, and or because whatever. it's weird, there's certain there's certain places where Chris has run into people. And there's certain places I run into people. Like, we went all the way to Italy. And we met a person from Fresno. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, it's crazy. And, and, I mean, we didn't know them. We just, like, I forgot how we got on the subject. And it was one of these things where Chris has gone down to L.A. Could you go for a work thing? And he's met some cousin that he remembers went from when he was a kid. And it's like, what are the chances? Pretty high. But moral of the story is just don't do the games. Don't invite unnecessary things upon yourself if you can avoid it it's fun to read about if other people want to do it it's fun to talk about it's fun to make fun of but it's one of these things where i really don't i mean they they say uh, rituals i think is quote unquote because they try to scare you but sometimes this intention is you know sometimes all you really need sometimes yeah sometimes it doesn't matter what the medium is if something wants to come through they'll it'll figure out a way to come through yeah so now I am going to be creeped out because I, I, you could tell when I get like more funny in the sense of, I mean, not funny, funny, but like kind of like I joke around is because I get more scared because I knew I was going to start thinking about this. Like the crop, like yours was like really creepy. Mine with the shoebox one, it's not that the whole setup isn't creepy to me because it's kind of like, well, you know, I kind of do that when I go visit, you know, 
the grave sites and I go and talk about my day and I say, you know, I miss you and stuff. So I, I don't think of that as creepy, but the whole thing of sitting there with a cup, like when I was a kid. Listening to a dead person talk to you. Oh my God, it just creeps me out so much. Like, yeah, I know we all want to maybe say, like, listen to that voice again, but like, oh, I can't, I don't know if I would do it because, oh no. I'm like, um, why is this person talking through here and they're not in heaven? Or whatever, or whatever. Or whatever you believe in. Yeah. Like, like that's why, like... Like, what are you still doing here? Or, well, I don't know. It just, it just creeps me out. It just, I, I, I laugh, but it's really scary yeah. to me. It, it's, it's, it's creepy stuff, but... Yeah. Anyway, so we'll leave it at that. Okay, so should we do our legendary listener shout-out? Let us do that. Well, we've had some downloads from, and I, I don't know how the, I don't know how... The statistics does this, but it, it does two towns. So I don't know if it's just because it's a small town or a small county or what it is. But, and I apologize about my pronunciation if I do this wrong, but we're going to give a listener, legendary listener shout out to Idaho Falls Pocatello, P-O-C-A-T-L-L-O, in Idaho. So thank you, Idaho, for listening. Okay, take us home. This has been another exciting and successful episode of Legends of the Dark. My name is Jay. I'm Leslie. The purveyors of the paranormal, the curators of the creepy. Full disclosure, if you do play these games at home, you do open yourself up to mockery from us. Of course, I would love to listen to them and listen to the stories because I do read those. Open themselves up. But don't do it. We're not saying don't sue us because don't don't do this and get a demon or anything. Like, don't do it. Mockery. Don't do it. Mockery. Don't do it. Good night. Good night.